Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon Stuff and as always, here's my husband, E. Hello! And today we're doing something that is much tatered about, uh, much love, much sought after, highly allocated, annoyingly so. The price has gone up, but god dang it, we still fucking love it. That is High West's A Midwinter Night's Dram. This is Act 9 or the 2021 release. I will say, their MSRP has not gone up. It is still $99. What was it of theirs that went up? Or what was it recently that went from like 89 to like That would be 99? the Rendezvous Rye. And oh, okay. it went from like 59 to like 60 or 79. Yeah, whatever. I'd still pay like out the ass for their stuff. Yeah, because we we are we are fangirls of High yeah, West. We are. Okay. So uh first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to name I can't recall. Dennis. But there we go. Uh, you are a BAMP. I don't think that you will ever actually hear this, but you were the one who made sure that we got these bottles, and I absolutely adore you. Yes. Um, so, for those that are unaware, the uh, High West A Midwinter Night's Dram is a French oak port wine barrel finished version of High West's Rendezvous Rye blend that they do. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, the uh, ABV of this bottle is currently at 49.3% or 98.6 proof. It has a mash bill of... I'll let you read that. Yeah. So the mash bill is a blend of MGP's 95% uh, rye, 5% malted barley mash bill, and High West's own distillate of 80% rye, 20% malted rye, which happens to be a 100% rye mash bill. So it is going to be a very rye forward, unlike the earlier releases that were uh, very corn heavy. Is it new this year that it has High West distillate in it? So, or was that a last year thing too? So I believe that the um, Act 6 was the first year they started introducing their own distillate into it. Uh, 20, uh, the 2020 release, or Act 8, I believe is one of the first ones that is a blend of uh, MGP and their own. And this, I believe, most likely, I haven't gotten confirmations on this, um, is the new blend that they did for Rendezvous Rye for finishing. Okay, so uh, take all of that with a grain of salt, because yes. we could be completely talking out of our asses, and I apologize if we're wrong um, when we post about this. We'll definitely update it with appropriate information. Yeah. Um, the if it is yes. the new Rendezvous, I may not be a huge fan we, we will see. Yeah, we will see. Um, because it's not that I think that, that the new Rendezvous is bad. It's that the old one was just so good. And there is a drastic difference yes. between the two. So to to just, just give a little background for those that are, are curious or confused. When High West first got started, up, started out, they were sourcing... Uh, rye whiskey from MGP, uh, one of the largest distillers in Indiana, and uh, Barton 1792 Distillery, and they were getting some very, very old rye whiskey from them that nobody else was buying. It was like 16 to 18 year old rye uh, during an era where rye was not really wanted, 
And they were doing some crazy blends, selling them at really affordable prices uh, in like the early 2012 to like 2016, 2017 range. Uh, around that time, they started running low on Barton and started adding their own distillate into the mix to try to make up for the, the difference. And uh, around 2018 to 2020 is when they've kind of shifted to fully uh, using their own plus MGP. So while the labels have stayed the same, what is in the bottles has drastically changed over the past half decade. Well, they went more art deco with the labels. They... As of 2021, every new year mm-hmm. is going to be a different label. Oh, that's fun. For a, or a different art See, on the label. See, that's going to be so annoying for my completionist mind. I know. Because, you know, I'm going to go full Redwood on this. Like, I want that label. I need that label. It's so, so fucking stupid. So I shouldn't tell you about the 2021 distillery, distillery exclusive campfire label? I will likely never buy campfire again just because i'm not a huge fan of peated or smoky items but it is damn good in a barbecue sauce oh yeah 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 um but like i said they it it's not bad their stuff is not bad by any means i am just a complete like fangirl basic bitch when it comes to MGP. I love everything they do. Every little thing that their fingers get twirled in and their hands get on, I want because you cannot go wrong with them. Yeah, MGP is probably one of the best well-known yet also unknown distilleries in the country. And, you know, change change is acceptable. Yeah. I just have to get used to it. Um, so the price of this particular bottle is $100. That's not bad. That's no, that's literally what we paid every single year since we started buying these. Exactly. And after we do our tasting and review of the 2021 Midwinter Night's Dram or Act 9, we are actually going to do a side-by-side against last year's or Act 8 to see how it compares and how, how varied the flavor profile is from last year to this year. Okay. So, I guess with that, shall we get into the nosing and the tasting? Yes. Oh. No, it smells good. It, mm. it smells lovely, fruity, but it is MGP forward. It is MGP forward, but there is that that I say this uh, as like like I talked about Wild Turkey. It has a funk that is relatively new for their things. It is not what you are used to for the older products. No. But it's nice. No, it is. It's, like, it's definitely, you can smell a lot of fruitiness. It's got a... That, that like, rye... Men, like, mentholated rye hit. Like, it's definitely yeah. minty on the nose. Minty, fruity, sweet, spicy. I don't smell a lot of astringency or anything like no. that. Even though it's, like, it's relatively uh, high-proofed. It's not aggressive. 49? Nearly 100. I mean, I, like... I'd put that on the lower end of proofs, but personally. Like, there are 80 proofs that smell like pure fire. That is very true. This they're, does they're not. All, yeah, th- this is <laughs> nice. This is very inviting. This is very friendly on the nose. But I'm not really getting a lot of sweetness on the nose. It's relatively dry with a lot of grain forward. 
Um, it's very uh, sweet corn and high rye smell. That's interesting. I know. For something that doesn't have any corn, corn, it has that weird candy corn smell. Yeah. The one that you associate with corn anyway. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get into the tasting? Let's do it. That is lovely. Wow. That's really good. That's very sweet, though. That's really good. Like, there is a forward sweetness and oakiness. The the rice spice shows up at the palate. The finish is just this lovely oaky char. So there's definitely a lot of dark fruit hits to it. Oh, yeah. And the mint is there at the back. Like, the finish for me is a lot of oak and rye mintiness. Like, almost mentholated? Yeah. Yeah. It's alarmingly gentle on the palate. Yeah. For nearly 100 proof, it is alarmingly gentle. And, like I said, very sweet. It's all, like, plums and just butteriness and sweet candy to me, Mm. and I like it a lot. So, if this was my first foray into a Midwinter's, like, if this was my first experience with it, I would want to get every year that comes out after Mm -hmm. this. And knowing that this is where they're at with how the supply chain is for whiskey and specifically sourced whiskey, um, I feel comfortable getting new releases every year Mm -hmm. until something drastic changes and changes that opinion. No, I mean, it's... It's good. It's very good. Like It's very good. It reminds me, literally, I just, like, took a sip of something that wasn't whiskey, mm-hmm. and now my mouth is just inundated with, like, the tawny port that we have here. You're, you're tasting, like, the tawny port yeah. that we have? Okay. Okay. Um, I will say that I, I exhaled a second ago. And got hit with that very titular sweet tea note mm-hmm. that I sometimes pick, that up, you and pick rise. up and rise. Yeah, but so silly. It reminds me, literally, reminds me of liter uh, of just, God dang it! Stop saying literally. <laughs> um, it reminds me of opening the Sandman. Is this the? So, I just took a sip of the Act Eight. That is a very different creature on the nose. So on the nose, Act Eight is far more green and vegetal. And Act 9 is far more spicy and fruity. On the palate, oh. I think 9 it, nine destroys 8. Yeah. All day long. So 8 is good, but... But... 8 is spicier. Like you said, more vegetal. Yeah. Um, It has a more um, numbing effect to the what is the proof of that same it's the same okay these are the same proof so they reported the exact same time same amount of glasses there shouldn't be any difference to this but it hurts almost yeah um (laughs) but it's not bad it's just it's different i think i had a less than stellar opinion of it when we opened it last year compared to six and seven um at some point we absolutely will be doing a blind flight of six, seven, eight, and nine to see which ones uh-huh. in an unbiased manner 
stand out above the rest, if at all. And trying these back to back, um, nine over eight yeah. for me. Um, I think the crazy part for me is that Act Nine, or rather Act Eight, on the heels of Nine, I can't taste or pick up any of the port notes mm -hmm. that are super prevalent in the Nine. Yeah, I didn't think they would be that drastic. Neither did I. Because to just straight down the line, um, on one, you have sweet, dark, fruity, plums, sugary, yeah. like minty, very um, lightly tannic almost, and but not not bad tannic. I don't say it like that. No, uh, like you, you, you need tannins yeah. to balance sweet, and yeah. that is doing it very well, yes. and the, the, the herbaceous spiciness of it is just a lovely balance to everything else going yeah. on. Yeah, and then you go to eight, and it's far more aggressive with its barrel spice, with yeah. its rye spice. It's very highly vegetal. It's very, very green. It has an almost anise hit to it. Yeah. The sweetness is lost, and it might be because um, nine is just so sweet, that it's, it's just, overpowering yeah. eight. And that could very well be the case because I don't remember when we did eight having that sort of an opinion of it isn't very port forward, but on the heels of nine, it absolutely is very muted in that category. Yeah. But funny enough, like there's not much missing from that bottle. No, there's really not. Whereas six is like almost gone, almost gone, and seven has a decent yeah. dent in it. Seven's like half gone at this point. So. So, overall, Act 9, I give a solid A+. Yeah, no, absolutely. Even if you were a little bit swayed away from Midwinters, having tried last year's, come back and... If you can have the opportunity right around now to get a bottle of Act 9... Now being the beginning of November. Yes. This yeah. is probably going to go up uh, the second Friday of November. Okay. So, um, by the time you're listening to this... If you are hearing this, hunt now. Ask your your local stores. See yep. if they have any. Because um, you never know. Yeah, I know that right now we are in Northeast Florida, um, and almost all of our stores that are going to get it have gotten it. All of our locally owned shops have gotten it. Our big box stores have gotten it. So, um, Florida is generally one of the last folks to get literally anything, yeah. so most of you should have seen it by now, and this was just the first wave of it. We have been able to buy in, in past years, um, midwinters all through November and December, and if we're lucky, early to mid-January. Yeah. Um, at the distillery, they release like the first couple of days of October so, as of like so last year. If you're in Utah. Yeah, if you if you're in Utah, um literally any time in October, go to the distillery and you'll have a very likely chance of picking up a bottle of this at retail. So They need to make a drinking game of how many times we say the word literally in this episode. Eight. Because I feel like it's been a lot. It's been like eight. It was like five for me in it one was like, sentence. It was like literally five in one <laughs> sentence. 
Okay. You got anything else to add to this? I do not. Alrighty. Take us out. All right. With all that being said, thank you as always for supporting the podcast. Should you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can do that by emailing us at bourbonstuff at gmail.com. I missed a spot. And if you want to check me out on Instagram, my username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. It's been a while and my brain's not functional. That's okay. Um, if you should choose to support the podcast, you can do that simply by donating to anchor.fm forward slash bourbon stuff, or just sharing this link with anyone who you believe may benefit from it. And since a lot of people are on the fence about High West, by all means, share this with them. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is definitely a worthy, uh, worthy review to, to share about. And with all of that being the case, remember that all whiskeys... Especially the ones with fancy, fancy, fancy plays from from old plate writers. The label and it's pretty and like, the hand blown bottles and the lovely which lovely... which playwriter? Shakespeare. There you go. It's meant to be shared. <laughs>